morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever it happens to be, wherever you are on this lovely little planet we call Earth, you are now tuned in to a new episode of the No Shit InfoSec Podcast, and I'm your host, Robert Campbell. Please be forewarned, this episode may contain strong language, or at least language that you may not consider good. It all depends how you look at it. So, Sit back and get ready to learn something that Evil Steve doesn't want you to know. All right. Hey, um, welcome to another episode. I'm uh, joined here with my son, Isaac. Say hello. He's got a mouthful of Twizzler and braces. So, um, yes. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to talk about something tonight that a lot of people really don't think about. And I'm willing to bet you've never thought about it. Probably didn't. Okay, so let's say that all I have to communicate with you is a keyboard. That's all I have. So I'm going to have to send you some kind of text message, whether it's over SMS or text or if it's over an email or even chat. All I have is text. So... All I can do is use words that are typed out in order to convey a message to you. Okay. All right. Now, here's the things that you need to understand. Steve is a psychologist. Steve understands how our mind works and how we think. Let's start with the simple thing. Um, Let's say Steve texts you and you end up with a deal where you could make a whole lot of money for a whole little effort. I would not believe that. Well, I know you don't believe it, but that's because, I mean, you've you've heard me being cynical over the years, I'm guessing. But the thing is, is greed. Greed is something that gets a lot of people into trouble. Um, Steve will send a message where they are entrapped with this idea that, hey, if I put in a little bit of money, I'm going to get a whole lot out of it. And if you don't believe me, just look at blockchain. How many cryptocurrencies have been sold saying, oh, hey, buy this for a little bit and you can sell it for a lot. And for a little bit, the price does go up. And you're like, oh, yeah, my investment's going up and up and until it doesn't. And then you're stuck holding nothing. Yeah. And you're like, wait, this sucks. And then what are you going to do about it? Nothing. You just become a statistic. That's it. But the thing is, is people fall for this all the time. And the thing is, is there's many different ways that we can play upon people's greed. And that's something to think about is if you're looking at something and you are actually interacting and if the part of your little lizard brain in the back is saying, Ooh, I'm going to make something off of this. That's a red flag. Anytime your little lizard brain says, Ooh, I'm going to make money off of this. I'm going to get rich off this. I'm going to get something more out of it than I put into it. Just stop. That's a red flag. And that's when you should be saying, wait, Something's not right here. So that's the first thing is greed. And I'm going to tell you right now, the vast majority of the planet is more than happy to be greedy. 
And we all say, no, 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 we wouldn't. But here's the thing. We all have our own price tag. Money. Literally. Uh, if someone offers the right amount of money for the right thing, you're going to say yes. Now, for me, it might have a couple of commas in it. But, you know, for other people, maybe one comma would be enough. <laughs> so, But greed, greed is something that Steve preys upon. And it's something that's very easy to manipulate with just words from a keyboard. That's the first thing. The second thing is fear. When you receive a message and your first response is fear, you're afraid of something. Now, it could be maybe if this doesn't happen, you're not getting paid. Our paychecks aren't going to go through. The boss is going to see this and you're going to get fired. Or, I mean, you can come up with a million different scenarios. But the thing is, is there is a very short period of time in which you have to act and you must act now. There is no chance to think about it. There's no chance to consider what the way things should actually be done is. Now think about this. If you're an organization and let's just say that you transfer money, do you imagine that there's a process that you go through to transfer money? Yes. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, even just simply, I'm transferring money from one bank to another, whether it's in the U.S. or across the world. First of all, there's sanctions. Do I want to get hit with that? No. Are, are there tax implications? Yes. Yeah. Is there a certain amount over which you have to report to the federal government? I'd say yes. Yeah. So... There are procedures that they must follow in order to make things happen. Well, when a situation comes up that basically says, forget the procedure. This has to be done now. Forget the way you're supposed to do stuff. Here's the very first thing I'm going to tell you is Whenever you have policy and procedure that's laid out by an organization, if you follow that policy and that procedure, even if doing that makes something bad happen, are you liable for it? Yes. No. Oh, no. If the organization says, this is how you must do it, and you do it that way, even if it causes a problem, you're okay. But what if you deviate from that? Now your hook. Yes. Yeah. Now you, you, you are out there on your lonesome. You have no protection from the organization. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be a company. It could be a military unit. It could be a government agency. It doesn't matter. We put policy and procedure in place to protect our employees. And as long as you are following those things, you are shielded, even if they cause problems. That's the beauty of it. Now, the flip side is that if you do not follow it, you're no longer shielded. So one of the things that Steve does is he tries to put you in a position where following the standard protocols is not suitable for the amount of time that you have to make a decision. And this isn't just Evil Steve. 
You're going to see this when you go to buy a car. You're going to walk in, you're going to sit there, and you'll be talking to a dealer, and they're going to be trying to shank you for some obscene amount of money for a car that you know is going to lose a third of its value the moment you drive off the lot. And then they're going to come back and say, well, you know, my manager, they came out with this deal, but it's only good for the next two hours. After that, you know, we're just going to have to go back and start all over again. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, that car salesman, that's Evil Steve right there. He, he's selling cars. He's not hes not on the Internet at this point in time. But I'm telling you right now, that car salesman will eventually find his way onto the Internet. He will be an Evil Steve. Um, that's the Evil Steve in the making. So time. So you got to think about this. If you're receiving a message and it is telling you not only must this be done urgently, but keep in mind, every day you're going to get things that have to be done right away. That's fine. You're going to get 10 things every day that are priority one. You must do this now. And you're going to find yourself going to your boss and saying, okay, boss, I can only have one number one priority. I can't have 10 number one priorities. So please rack and stack these for me. Which one's actually number one and which one's actually number 10? Because they can't all be number one. <laughs> it just... There's 10 fires, there's one hose. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to twirl about like a ballerina and sprinkle a little bit on everything? Or do you want me to actually put out one of them? What, what do you want? So that's one of the things is we need to look at this and say, okay, is this whatever it is trying to force me into a position where I have to make a decision right now? I must act right now. So, what's the first thing that we have to look out for? Uh, red flags? Greed. Greed, all right. Greed. Yeah, something tickling that lizard brain. Oh, I'm going to get rich off this. Oh, I'm going to, I don't have to do anything. I'm going to get a lot out of this. Okay, greed. Second thing, that time sensitive, we're going to put pressure on you. You got to break the rules to make this thing happen. All right, this would be a good point to take a uh, quick sponsor break. We'll be right back. What do you think the next thing is? What about blackmail? Do you think Steve is above using blackmail? No. No. <laughs> no. no, Steve's not. And here's the thing. Most of us, we live our lives in a digital era. And no matter what stupid thing we do, it gets caught and documented and recorded somewhere on the internet. And at some point in time, somebody's going to come back and they're going to find something. And they're like, ooh, look, I found this thing that no one knows about. And you're like, oh, crap, I really don't want everyone to know about that. Well, now you're being blackmailed. And you might sit there and say, well, crap, do I come out and tell everyone that I'm with that this thing is something or do i just go along with what this person is demanding in order for them not to tell something so here's my first piece of advice if someone is willing to blackmail you do you really think they are trustworthy oh you know i mean when i sit there i think about the number of people that are really trustworthy on this planet Blackmailers don't come to the top of my list. 
I wonder why. You know, I mean, oh, I'm going to blackmail you if you... What's to say that even if I do, you still won't do it? Nothing. Nothing at all. So when someone's trying to blackmail you, you can be absolutely certain that no matter what happens, if you play along with them, even a little bit, it will still come back to bite you. Even if you think, even if you think, I did this thing, then they're going to be like, oh, well, you did that one thing. Now I can hold that against over you two as well. Well, you did this last thing. So now you got to do this next thing. And then you do this next thing. And the next thing you know, you're in so deep that you can't get out. And you're like, oh my God, if anyone finds out about this, now I'm going to jail. So what started out as an embarrassment is now going to jail for the rest of your life. And that threshold gets passed very quickly. So blackmail, not, not a good thing. If someone comes and tries to blackmail you, I'm going to tell you right now, the very best thing is to just come clean and just tell people. Um, there's a hacker that I listen to who, um, he's a transvestite and had not made it public. Somebody found out about it and tried to blackmail her. And um, they said, um, no, not playing along. So they went and it, it was uncomfortable. They had to tell everyone that they weren't ready to tell. Hey, look, here's me. Here's what's going on. They found these pictures. You might see them. This is me. This is what's going on. In the end, how do you think it worked out for him? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is the people, the friends that they have in their network were really supportive. They understood. And they're like, look, dude, we don't care. You, you can wear a dress. You can wear pants. You can wear shorts. We don't care. You're awesome. We don't care if you're a he or a she. We don't care. You're awesome. So, I mean, now the blowback with the family, mm, that's always a little bit different. But the thing is, is that's going to be blowback regardless. And depending on your family, it'll be different. Everybody's family is different. So, you know, in this particular case, the blackmail failed. Just absolutely failed, which is the way it should every time. Blackmail, no matter what they have on you, if you go along with even the first request, it's going to end up worse than just saying, no, not going to do that. Go ahead, tell people what you found. Don't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to be better for them. So, blackmail, definitely a bad thing. Yes. Have you ever met those people that were like really personable and oh man, if you really like me, you'll do this for me. If you really love me, you'll do this for me. No, I have not. You've not met those people yet. No. No. You will. You will. And they will try to manipulate you. They will try to manipulate you based upon feelings, um, maybe based upon perceptions of your coworkers, but it, it, in a number of different ways. 
but they're going to try to manipulate you mainly with your emotions or maybe with um, perceptions. But those are the things you need to look out for people who are trying to manipulate you. Well, if you really love me, you would do this. Well, I mean, I know you're saying you're working on something top secret, but why can't I see it? Why can't you tell me about it? Uh, well, because I can't. Um, there you go. But you don't love me. Okay, well, maybe I don't. I, I know I'm kind of harsh. but <laughs> eh, It's not very harsh. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, if you feel that way about it, then, you know, I don't really care. I... Other people, though, they're, they're, they're not quite as accepting of that. So, do you think someone would be willing to spend some time making a relationship with someone to get into that position where they could leverage that kind of thing over them? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times they call them honeypots. They're female or male spies, it doesn't matter. But they actually establish a physical relationship with someone just in order to do that. Just to manipulate them into getting the information that they want out of them. And if you think about it, I mean, what if you're working for like a government re research facility? Do you think someone in China would be above doing that to you? No, no. They're, they're a billion and a half Chinese people that are sitting there like, I'll do that. <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. I'll do that. <laughs> Can I have some rice, please? Yes. Yes, you may. All right. Let's go do this. I don't have a good Chinese accent. Russian, I can kind of do. Chinese, I'm, no, I'm not yeah. saying good. Um, now we've talked about a number of these things and now you're sitting here and you're, you're like, but I would never fall for these things. All right. So let me tell you some stories. First of all, I had a friend named Scott. He was a friend of mine up in Alaska and he came into work one day and I have never seen this dude so pissed off in my life. I mean, really, I really thought that a can of gasoline and matches was on its way. I, I just, he was that pissed off. So what happened was his wife had one of these little Boston Terriers, these little tiny yappity dogs that pee on the carpet and bark at things. Uh. But it was lonely, obviously. And she found one online. So it was a really good price, really good price. So she paid for the dog and then the dog had to get its vaccinations. So she paid for the vaccinations. Well, then the dog had to go through and had to get testing before it could go through customs. So she had to pay for that. And then she had to pay for a fee to get the dog through customs and $2,000 later. Do you think there was any dog to be found? No. no, no dog. And the thing is, is Scott worked with me in information security and his wife had fallen victim to this. 
The very same thing that we come home every day griping about. Like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And our wives obviously can't hear us because that's what they go and do. They go and they buy a $500 dog for $2,000 that still hasn't showed up yet. And we wonder why the $500 dog is not here because it's such a good deal. Because the dog doesn't exist. There's a picture that someone in Nigeria sent you and sold you a lot of money for that picture. Happens all the time. All the time. So, there are more, and we'll save this for another episode, but what I want you to think about is anytime you receive communication from somebody, the very first thing I want you to do is do a Spock. First of all, does Spock ever let emotion influence a decision? I'm not sure. I'm I know, you're not much of a Star Trek fan. All right. Yeah, I know. You can push my Star Trek button over there. It's okay. I <laughs> Yes, I have one. I know you all can't see it, but yes, I do. I do. So anyway, um, yes, yes, I do. Um, no, Spock, absolutely 100% analytic. So whenever you receive a communication, the very first thing you do is stop and say, okay, is this communication trying to pull on any, is it trying to manipulate me in any way? Is it trying to manipulate any motion? Is, is there greed? Is there like a sense of urgency? Is there a sense of blackmail? Is there a sense of fill in the blank? Is there something impending that must be done right now that is out of the ordinary? And I, I caveat that because you, in your job, you are going to get many things that must be done right now. But the thing is, is when you work in a job for a while, you know what those normal things are that happen all the time that must happen right now. You know, I mean, okay, yes, this person needs their latte right now. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go get the latte. No problem. I'll be right back. So you go and you order the latte and you come back. Okay, you know, I mean, that's that's normal. That's part of the course. But when there's the, hey, I need you to wire me $5,000 to this bank account in fill-in-the-blank country. Wait, what? No! No, I, I don't think so. I think that, that we're, we're not going to do that. So that's kind of the thing that I'm encouraging you is to look at these. And you'll get it in text. You'll get it in email. you get it in voice messages. People even call you on the phone. And there will be something that has to be done right now. Like, oh, my gosh, your account has been compromised. You need to log in right now and change your password. Let me tell you right now. Twitter is never going to call you and tell you that you need to change your password right now. Just going to throw it out there. Neither is Facebook or LinkedIn or any other social media. They're not going to do it. Does that stop people? No. No. And if you get an email, oh my gosh, my account's been compromised. I have to click here. All right, first of all, do not ever, and I do not mean ever, ever, do not ever click a link that was sent to you electronically. 
I don't care who it purports to be from. If it's from your bank, go to your bank's website. Or if you have their website saved, go from there and go through the contact list and go down and call them from there. Okay. Um, go and look up the bank online and then go through and go through customer service or whatever and do that. Is it very hard to imitate someone else's phone number? No. No, there's an app for that. <laughs> like literally hundreds of apps for that. So should you ever verify yourself to someone who called you? And I say this because for me, particularly being in the, I'm retired military. So I have people calling all the time for whatever reason. And they're like, Oh, is this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, yeah. And they'll be, well, can you verify who you are? I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know who you are. You called me. Well, doesn't my caller ID say, I don't give a shit about your caller ID. I could spoof that right now. Let me call you back and I'll be the same person. So what I would do is I would take their name down and I would say, okay, I'll call you back. And I would go and I would call the company. I would go through the phone tree. I would find the person and then I reach them back at their desk. And I'm going to tell you what, every single time I've done that, the person on the other end of the line was like, I've never had anyone do that before. And I was like, but I have no idea who you are, but you know everything about me. Why am I going to verify myself to someone who just called me? No, you called me. You should be verifying who you are. So that's something to think about. Don't ever verify yourself to someone that calls you. You call them and you don't call them from the number that they left you. Oh, look, it's nice. They left me their number in a voicemail. No. No, the company that you've, you've got on the website or the, the address book number that you've got saved, however you got their contact information saved, and then call them back and see, you'll be surprised how many times you'll call back and um, yeah, no, no one from the company was ever actually trying to reach you. And then you're like, huh. And then you're stuck wondering, well, was someone targeting me in particular or was I just a shotgun? Throw out a whole bunch of scatter shot and let's see if we hit something. World may never know. So things to think about, like I say, I, I think we should all just take a little bit of Spock into account. And whenever we get a communication from someone, Let's stop and say, hey, is this communication trying in any way, shape, or form to pull on any of our emotions, any of them? If it is, that's a red flag. If they are sending you a way of getting back in touch with them that was sent electronically, never, ever, ever use it. Never. It is absolutely the best way to get compromised. Do not do it. And believe me, doing pen tests, I've done this a lot. It works great. 
I can send somebody messages maybe from their bank and they will almost always call me back. And you know how hard it is to set up a phone tree that sounds like their bank? It's not. And yeah, it's downhill from there. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, unlike scam calling and stuff well not exactly scam calling well i mean have you really thought about these things before no has anyone ever told you about them before no have you ever seen them before on a tv show actually i'd be willing to bet that you have have you ever watched any of the oceans movies Ah. Oceans 10, 11, 12. Mm. How about Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. Those movies are great. And the reason is, is they do a lot of, everything I've been talking about is social engineering, which is basically people hacking. And if you watch those movies, these are exactly the kinds of things that they are doing in those movies to get what they want from the people that they have targeted. But we're used to watching it in a movie setting and it's like, oh, well, that's just something that happens there for this thing and it's fiction. No, no, it's, it's, it's not fiction. In that particular case, they're taking real world things and putting it together into something that is now real. So things to think about. So um, I'd recommend going back and rewatching Catch Me If You Can. Excellent. I don't watch it that long ago. Yeah, it's a good but... movie. All right, man. We're up against the buzzer. All right. So, um, hey, anything you want to say? Oh, uh, bye. <laughs> hey, thanks for sitting in with right, me. You're welcome. All right. Talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>「ノーシェットインフォサック」。If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. We can be found on Anchor FM, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please like and review so that other people can find the podcast. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and may you take what you learned and make yourself and your family safer on the internet, and may Evil Steve catch a digital STD.